0: You can have all the money in your hand All the possessions anyone can ever have But it's our worth, treasure True worth is only measured Not by what you got, but what you got in your heart You can have
1: In touch with the Savior's hand. On Rocky, stand like his native land. Let the ways of love be the ways of man.
0: had it so
2: good.
3: 101.1 radio. The best RB and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good. Radio now on 101.1 and it's 24-7. The world's best radio station. Ain't no second when the
4: king goes
0: About what?
5: In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. DeChay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men Mm -hmm. are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections related to the depth of men's thoughts, and delve deeply into the words of James T. DeShay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com.
6: This is James T. DeShay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. It's important for us to always be
0: knowledgeable
6: about the things that are going on around us to make sure that we don't fall prey to the parasites that exist in our world that want to take advantage of us because we are not always mindful of where we're parking, where we're walking, and who is paying attention to us. Uh, I want to bring to your attention what seems to be an uh, epidemic that's going on in our country. A lot of young kids think it's a lot of fun to carjack people, take their vehicles and go on joy rides, and this is creating some major uh, problems. And I, after looking at one of the carjackings, thought that four years in jail for costing somebody at gunpoint in their only mode of transportation uh, is not enough time. And some of these young people are snatching these cars cars when people have their children in them, and in some cases the children have been dropped off in uh, lo- uh, very lonely and desolate places and in some cases the ch- children have been literally killed also people uh, tend to some people tend to get too aggressive. And jump on the cars, which put their lives in danger. So today we just want to talk about, you know, this, this what seems to be a common occurrence where people are out stealing cars, not while the cars are not um, in use, but when the cars are being used and they're putting guns to the owner's heads and taking the vehicle, or You know, and in one instance, uh, three young men followed a white senior citizen into Walmart, watched her, and then followed her out to her car and just snatched her keys and took off in her car. The mother turned in, still looking for the other two perpetrators. And I had to take my hat off to the mother who found it was necessary. To turn her son in uh because you can't you have to make sure that you're doing what is necessary to keep your child from ending up with a life imprisonment or dead in this case, she intervened, and I thought that was a good situation so uh Cheryl what what is your your thoughts related to what seems to be an uprising and crime, and people um Literally, our young people stealing cars just for a joyride.
4: Good evening, and how's
6: everyone doing this
4: evening? Um, Again, you know, I didn't know this was going on as much as it had been going on until I got, you know, uh, several stories, and they were attached to other stories, you know, as you look into it. But, um, you know, one of the things that, I think that we have to go back to is the neighborhood watch. You know, we find nobody wants to know nothing. Nobody wants, um, when asked, nobody saw anything, you know, to help protect each other. I know a lot of people now are putting cameras up for protection. And for the life of me, I can't understand why these young kids, are not doing productive things, but for the ones who are not in seems as though this is what they're doing for some kind of form of entertainment or some type of you know trying to get money trying to get joy rise, whatever it may be um again, you know we are losing programs to keep them more occupied, and we have to be. Aware of our surroundings at all times And really pay attention to what we are doing You know, and today it's so easy Because a lot of people Even as they're getting out of their vehicles Even as they're, you know, doing things They're so occupied with the um with their devices And mainly the cell phone Because, you know, we've seen a lot of times Where people just walk straight into something because they're on a cell phone. So we have to be more aware of our surroundings most of, you know, all the time. And, you know, that's one thing that I try to do and I try to, you know, teach. And no matter how safe or area you believe that you're in, then, um, you know, we can never not do enough to pay attention because, you know, we could have somebody in a vehicle right next to us where they pop up, you know, sitting in the vehicle just waiting. So we really have to pay attention to everything that's going on around us because it could actually be, you know, one of us as victims, you know, the next time. And, again, like I said, neighborhood watches are very important. That's something that we really need to go back to today.
6: Uh, Reverend Smith, I was blown away when I looked at the video of three young teenagers following this white female, older age white female, into the store and then kind of uh, lazing around at the doorway waiting for her to come back and followed her to her car, snatched the keys out of her hand, and just literally just drove off. Uh, She was within inches of being hit when they backed up. And, you know, it just seems like to me, and I was unaware that seemingly for this kind of behavior, four years is just not enough. I mean, you uh, this woman could have been hurt. Uh, sometimes young people don't understand how fragile uh, senior citizen women can be, and if they bust a hip, that could literally uh, be their lives. Uh, so, you know, what do we do in relation and and these new tools don't seem uh, to be effective related to these vehicles uh, that these new vehicles. Well, you know, what are your thoughts about this car jacket? and how it seemingly is the the uh, crime of choice for young people.
3: Good evening to everyone. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, all of my career, which ended in law enforcement in 1994, and there was carjacking going on then, uh, it's, it's just become more prevalent now and people are seeing it more um, Because there's a lot of uh, people that are reporting these things And there's cell phones and all this kind of stuff There's a sadness going on that I believe I don't care what anybody say um, There's just a sadness going on with our young young people today uh, Not just the black kids It really, really is not It's Hispanic, whites uh, The younger generation just have no... No care or desire seem like to me For anything except what they can take And um, and when it comes down to older folks we, we really need to put more stock In our older citizens For an instance, these stores need to have people Outside the door Instead of riding around in a car Because that one car or even two cars they 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 can time they they know because most of the time when you see those cars going around those shopping malls and stuff, you know how long it takes them to get back. If you sit there and time, and we watch kids time these things and grown people too, they time the time so they know what they can get away with and when they can get away with it. Our se- senior citizens have stopped being totally productive per se toward. The governmental system and they do a lot of voting and stuff, but nobody really seems to care about us. Nobody. Well, I can take care of myself. I'm still, I'm still young at heart, and I can knock the heck out of somebody myself. So I don't really worry about it. Uh, I'll take (laughs) and blow them away. I will, and I'll pray over them and then bury them too. But at the same time, my thing is that these people people need to be. Cheryl was correct. Be more vigilant. I see people go walking around with these God-blasted cell phones in their hand, not paying any attention at all in your surround, in their surroundings. At all. I mean never in their surroundings. And so these young people are lurking out there, and, and, and they see, they know that there are tremendous opportunities. And uh, my car was even stolen at one time when I was at a conference over in Lakeland. My car, I was a cop then. Not my cop car, but my private car. It was stolen, and it was because it was full of gas. They drove it all the way to Daytona, and then drove halfway back to Lakeland, and it ran out of gas, and they left it on the side of the road. Thank God they didn't hurt it, except for the gas. But these kids, they they don't seem to have anything to do. And nobody is teaching them or telling them, uh, like Cheryl said, the programs that we had for young people. They don't want that uh, in our neighborhoods, not the not the children, but the, the governmental system, does, they don't want that in our neighborhoods anymore because we are helping them to stay out of trouble. And when they stay out of trouble, that means when they turn 18, they can vote. So it, 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 it's a catch-22 situation. It really is. It's a catch-22 situation. Um, and for as neighborhood watches, Cheryl, um, most of our most of the people that's going to come to neighborhood watches are older people, and they a lot of them actually live by themselves. And I think that we should look out for one another. But I used to be in charge of that when I was doing polygraphs at Port Orange Police Department, and uh, those people are very frightened to. See out. They'll say something, but you know they don't want to come forward and say too much of anything because they live by themselves. So that makes it even worse. So what I suggested to in that time was that we beef up the patrol areas. There's enough cop cars sitting at donut places and chicken places and other places that they could be around. But why don't they go into these communities themselves? I know that for a fact. That they could sit there and watch these things, and as far as the, um, the 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 stores are concerned, they could put people on foot. They don't pay the, the 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 people that working in the stores too much money anyway, so they could put people on foot walking around. They're not unarmed people either. I can't stand the idea of a security guard walking around. Don't have nothing but a radio. Kids don't care. They look at him like he's crazy and beat him after death So there's so many things that we could do to stop this foolishness. But the government and our county and our city uh, uh, people don't want to see a lot of things, especially in our communities. Uh, for
6: kids in our communities,
3: take hold. Take on that.
6: Uh, D, you know, I'm. I'm... When I try to get in the head of a individual and why they do certain things, it just seems unbelievable to me because I can understand you breaking into somebody's house and taking their, their television and getting, you know, all these devices and trying to get money for it. But when you take a person's car, you can't keep it because eventually the police are going to recognize it while they're looking for stolen vehicles. So why are these people so uh, in increasingly wanting to steal people's cars and putting people's lives in jeopardy, and uh, you know, and and causing this mayhem, and then only be given four years uh, for a carjacking? Uh, because seemingly to me, that's almost like kidnapping as well—is when you holding a person. Um, Against their will and taking their mer uh, their merchandise, that you're actually doing a lot of damage to this individual, and seemingly to me they could be given a lot more time than four years.
1: Well, you're right, James, and hello everybody, and uh, thanks for another great topic, James. Uh, I think the, the the best explanation I want to give first is to uh, piggyback on what Pastor Smith said uh and i I really need to we really really need to drive this home when there's a there's a real sadness now um when you try to explain or try to uh uh examine, examine the behavior of these acts you know um they are stupid petty criminals stupid and petty um with no With too much times on the hands um, They um, uh, uh, Along in that basket And you can put, uh, put in a lack of balls It is way 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 too much Of nothingness And uh, in, in all of that You got to put this in the, in the basket also They want to legalize marijuana See all of that go together all, all of that is just plain stupid. It don't make any sense at all to do that. Um, so, we, um, you know, we as a society, man, we got a, we got a real serious problem on our hands. And you know, um, when when this Kathy is not here to try to uh, add hope to the to the equation, and Kathy Smith will, but you know, when you look at the real practicality and the real situation. Uh, uh, for what it is, it's really sad and it's really bad. I have uh, been talking to uh, some white people in in farm country, because that's where my my route is, uh, just to see where their head is about all of this, and, and where we are going, and what they the way they perceive things to be. And uh, you know, uh, they're, they're scared. They're scared of their future. Or oh, they're they they're afraid of their existence, and and I and I say that to say this: when you speak about these carjackings and these senseless crimes like this, we have to be honest. See, we got to be honest with ourselves before we can even begin to move forward. We have to be honest in the in the observation of the perpetrators that comm- that commit crimes like this, and you got to I. My observation is that ninety-five percent of it is done by people of color. Not all of it, but 95 percent of it. If that's if that's true, uh, if that if my perception is correct, then we have to do some real, real restructuring on how we want to be perceived as a people going forward, and even and even maintaining our own um, existence as a people as, as a whole. And so um, that's my perception of it. You know, thank you. Let me say that.
6: Uh, Joyce, you know, when you see uh, this video of these three men stalking this woman, and just thank God the the mother called and had her son arrested uh, because she said she wasn't going to tolerate this kind of foolishness. And we talked a lot about how parents need to step up. And not allow their children to prey on innocent people. And again, we're talking about they're not gonna be able to keep this car. So, why in the world are they so interested in taking this car and ruining their lives? And so, we have to say that, you know, we have to be strong enough to recognize that some of these people preying on older adults have to be taught a lesson.
4: Good, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, you're so right about that. Uh, I think that uh, when when they do crimes uh, and they think that they are funny and they don't, especially when they're jeopardizing someone else's life, I really do think that uh, they need to go to some type of uh, system of being locked up so they can get a reality of what uh, what true prison or what being incarcerated is, is all about. They need to be able to deal with that mentally in order to see the big picture. You're right about being uh, vigilant. Just the other day uh, on television, small town, we just really don't know where our young people's heads are. This this kid uh, shooting all these 14 people at a car wash. I mean, you're not safe anywhere now. you got to be aware of what is going on. And just mm-hmm. this morning on M- MSNBC News, They're saying that the New deals, particularly in cities like New York, Atlanta, uh, California, these big cities, they have ambulance now that are going behind the real ambulance. So when they go in there, they're releasing bombs now. Uh, That's something that they need to look forward to now and, and pay attention to here in the United States. They've been doing it in other countries. Now you don't know whether or not it's a real ambulance coming into your neighborhood or whether or not it's false. So eBay have been selling of uh, these vehicles for as minimal as five thousand dollars, so they're trying to put uh, a restraint on that. My thing is, we're not valuing life the way that we should. Our young people need to know in the morning what is it that you want to be when you grow up. You got to strive towards being that, because gang banging it, getting out there uh, hurting other people, you got to value your life as well as the other person's life. My thing is, do your life mean something to you? And and my God is that uh, our elderly are being hurt. I'm an elderly. I'm scared to death. I mix it up every day that I walk my dog. Don't walk with my dog at the same time, different direction, because I don't know who's lurking and know my schedule and who have lost their crazy mind by watching some stupid stuff on TV where the man at the hem of the other thing telling and he I think he's putting all these bad ideas on a lot of people here where they think they got carte blanche out here. You know, it's it's crazy. And I live in a state where they can pack guns on their hips and they can be they can walk down the street doing that. That's what's scary. Yeah. And in the neighborhood that I am in is that I don't know who to trust and who not to anymore. So people nowadays that you think that your friends there might not be your friends, so, you know, you just keep it moving. I'm a part of the uh, Block Watch program because when I see something, I'm calling 911 or 411. I'm calling the police on your butt. That's for sure. But uh, we really have to talk to our young people. we got to really, really, really let them know how how much their life is so valuable, how they need to grow up to be citizens. And make that that their that vote count because like you say once they get locked up you can't you can't vote you got a record so my thing is sure. what is it that you want to be in life because you are on this this earth for a purpose and your purpose is not to hurt somebody else you know you got to do good and when you do good good things happen to you that's what we got to preach it also too is that what's wrong with us getting in the community and meeting as a group, let's not wait on the government to help us and implement a program. Why don't we start creating programs within our neighborhood for our young people because the government is not going to do it anymore. They don't care. They have told you what they think about minorities. And that's in all races. If you're not white, You are a minority, and they showed you what they think about you and how they think about you. So we need to step it up, and we need to be creative as to how we're going to proceed in the next generation of being safe, raising educated young people, and giving good direction. You know, this is just where we are. It's just scary out here. It's ridiculous. Also, too – Pay attention when you go up to a, a stoplight. Do not go even with a car anymore. Always stagger. That's what I always tell Audrey. I tell uh, all my nieces, nephews, never drive uh, neck to neck on a on a stoplight no more. So all these that's things true. you got to pay attention and you start thinking because you got to be slanted because somebody can blow you away on a humbug. So I'm always staggered, either in front of that person or behind, mainly behind him. Just. So that person is slightly in front of me at the stoplight. So these are things that we need to start talking about, teaching to each other, and giving us tips on how we can be safe. So to me, that's my tip for everyone to kind of pay attention to. Thank you.
6: Uh, let me ask you, Reverend Smith. Uh, I had participated on a board uh, that controlled uh, juveniles here in Orlando. Uh, when I was in at Edgewater High School, I was part of a board that uh, – was uh, in control, you know, we tried to help the uh, juvenile detention center. But I just have never thought that certain crimes deserve the same punishment. In a lot of instances in these juvenile centers, 21 days is the longest that you can hold a person. So some of the these people are encouraged uh, to do these uh, silly crimes because if they're under the age of uh, 18, uh, in some instances, they won't do but 21 days. Uh, so That's how right. can we really believe that we can uh, change behavior if we're only willing to keep these kids 21 days for carjacking or uh, shoplifting or you know a home invasion? I I I
3: understand, and um, Joyce Joyce made a lot of lot of good. Uh, uh, um, statements in her um, Talk just a few seconds ago I'm going to tell you It's it's um, How do we do it James it, It's almost I don't even know if anyone Know the answer anymore I believe that at one point in time In our lives When we When we were real adults When we I'm not talking about us here But I'm talking about there are so many of them out there now that are not adults. They're still babies, and they got babies, and they got not. I mean, young people, 30, 40 years old, are still acting like they're 15 to 20 years old. 50 years old are acting like they're 20. So what kind of role models do these Young people have That is a that is one of the greatest problems That we do have That we sit down and, and, and we've talked about this before That we sit down And we discuss these things with these kids Like instead of Talking what we're saying now That's what we ought to be Talking to them about And I do, I honestly, God Thank and commend that mother Who turned her sons behind in I would have probably turned mine but a lot of bruises on him. But let me tell you that that is that's that, that's that's what I call a mother. I'm sorry. That's what I call a mother that's not gonna let you sit around her house, eat up her food, and then you're gonna go out there and I'm sending you out there to, to school and buying clothes and you gonna go out there and do this? No, you're going to jail, fool. And and I commend her. And if we had more like her than our kids would not be in tr- in as much trouble as they're in. I think about the woman who went out there. Went, where was that riot at up in Baltimore or somewhere? And she went out right, knocking right. her- up. <laughs> she grabbed him by his ear, whatever. see that's the kind of. But look at see that's one in what one in a, one in a million or one in a ten thousand or whatever. So what do our kids see? What do they see? What are they being taught and told? We, 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 we that are blessed to have children that have made something out of their lives, I got two that didn't, but still, they, they <laughs> we all got our problems. But at the same time, we still fight for them. But these young folks now, when they have their children 30, 40, 45, sometimes even 50 and up above, they go sit down, oh, we going out there and kick they behind. Baby, did they do this to you or did they do that to you? Or they teach them to steal because they, too, God blessed and lazy to get up and go work themselves. So we got a problem, Jay. We got a tremendous problem, problem with our black youth in the United States of America. I don't know nothing about the rest of the world. I can only talk about where, where, where I am. But I know that we got a big problem, and if we don't do something about it, like Joy said, we need to start creating. And talking about the thing that I was talking about going into business with this Asian guy on this thing, yeah, that's going to, to do some good. But we as a collective body, somebody made that suggestion the other day that if These God-blasted wealthy football, baseball, and all, come back into the neighborhood and put something together. Give these kids something to do. Even if you don't do them a put-up, don't just put up a rec center so they can go shoot hoops and play football. Put up something that's going to give them a job and some security to feel like they are worthy. Our kids don't even feel like they are worthy a lot of times, and our parents And others don't make them feel like they're worthy. But by the grace of God, we're going to have to pay for that. And God is making us pay for a lot of it right now, right now, because Mm -hmm. of the same things that are happening out there. God is putting this back on the shore. What you sow, you will reap. He's not mocked. Don't play with me. I told you how to train your train A child up in the way that he should go And he should never depart from. No, you going to get out there And you're going to be the child's brother And sister and all that So now they're running around out there And doing all of these different things You don't know what to do And you're running around out there with them Now, one other thing And then I'm going to shut up there's this, Don't get it wrong There's a lot of whites out there doing the same thing A lot of they just don't report on it as much as they do with us. I know that to be a fact. Most of the time, when you see a white guy out there, when you see a white guy out there stealing a car, there right now, you can go to the ports of Miami, and if you didn't get killed while you was doing it, you can see a lot of cars being shipped out of this country, going to different places of different other. Uh, uh, continents and stuff Because they don't steal To joyride They steal to go cut them up or, or break them down And ship them to other countries So it's going on But our kids are the ones getting caught Because they don't we They don't have sense enough seem like to me. They just do it Like you said, walk up to the store And
6: snatch the woman
3: Oh God, I just wish I'd have been in the parking lot At the time but it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. God bless.
6: And one of the <laughs> things that seemingly they they don't understand related to uh, crime is that they're putting their lives and the lives of others at jeopardy. They're going on these high-speed chase when the police catch them, as though it's fun, not understanding that if the police hit somebody, or if they hit somebody, it's going to be a murder charge. And so, D, kid. we sit here and 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 they think it's a joke, but there's some seriousness behind uh, these carjackings and what they can turn into in a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. Very true. D,
1: are you yeah, there, you're D? Right. James? Um... I'm here. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. you're absolutely right. Um, and, and, uh, and, uh, Pastor Smith, thanks for clarifying my, my note. When I said, uh, when I spoke about the percentages of, uh, they petty crimes. And, and that's the key word, the pettiness of the crime. Uh, when, when white perpetrators do things of this sort, they're doing it to make a huge traffic. Um, uh, uh, whereas the, the the petty thief uh, doing it just for the joy of it and for for the Facebook live of it and and for the joy ride of it. Um, but James, you know, you you made a great point when you asked um, when we were just speaking about uh, the generational differences. And I have always brought this this point up, but um, I want to say that. When, uh, you know, it used to be a time uh, after the, the civil rights movement and after we had got uh, into, our, into the 80s and into the 90s, uh, into the early 90s, um, and, you know, and listening to the white conservative radio and they always talked about the black leader and and, and, we, and we in response always talk about, well, you know, who's going to be the next black leader and all that. My question was always, why do we need a leader in the first place? Why
4: do black Amen. Need to Amen. so <laughs> but,
1: but, when come, but when it but when when it comes down to question like these, and and the big question mark held over our kids and our young people here, that big question mark is who has taught y'all anything mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. who
1: has who has explained anything to y'all and so in that it makes me wonder who is going to, what is it going to take to be so powerful in a message to galvanize their attention, to understand where it is that we came from and where it is that we that we are trying to go collectively, because from where I sit, they we're not trying to get there, and they could care less. About how we are portrayed to other people in the world,
3: they don't care. Amen. Amen. They don't
1: care. So nope. do we need a leader. I don't know. I don't know. We need a leader, but I do know this: we need uh, somebody got to take their attention. And, and and like you said, James, enough jail time. And I, you know, I'm not big on incarcerating people forever, but you know, sometimes somebody has to be made an example of. And if I'm wrong in that. Uh, I am open for conversation. So thank you, James, for letting me say that.
6: I certainly believe that we have to uh, sacrifice some people in order to send a message to others. Uh, you know, you can't just allow a person to believe, uh, well, hey, I can handle 21 days. 21 days ain't no big deal. Uh, I'll be out and, and doing the same thing. In a, you know, in a matter of moment, And so, you know, we have to let them understand that putting people's lives in jeopardy is going to cost them a little bit more uh, than 21 days. Uh, those lives, when they're doing these high-speed chases and then jumping out the car and running, the lives they put in jeopardy are worth more than 21 days. Uh, so, Cheryl, we, we can't just – uh let them go haphazardly because we wanna uh are we, we believe and have see value in their freedom, but if they don't see the value in their freedom, then why should we be putting our lives in jeopardy
4: you know you, um you made such a valid point because when you say it you know when a person when someone knows that they're only gonna get 21 days For doing such a crime It doesn't mean anything To them But you know if they had longer To sit in there and think about Exactly what they were going to receive You know for doing it They may Just may think twice And that may eliminate Maybe you know Even if not all But maybe one third of what's going on Because You know, some of them that do the crime, they don't have no conscience at all. They don't care, you know, um, what happens. And a lot of times they really believe that they're going to get away with it. They believe that they can outsmart everybody else. And they are the ones, you know, even though everybody else get caught, they won't get caught at all. So, you know, that may decrease the number maybe by a third which is still um, an improvement. But, you know, everybody made some valid, valid points when, you know, coming up with different things, you know, and especially Joyce was, you know, talking about the things that we can do within our neighborhood. And, again, you know, as we talk about all the time, we are trying to reach our young kids when they are young and be consistent with them. You know, not as they get a little bit older, you know, doll on them when they um in elementary you know participate a little bit when they're in junior high and forget about them totally when they're in high school. we gotta be um continually be consistent with the things that we do with our children, and also implementing more programs, even if programs are not you know funded. Um, where this is doing it. We as a group within the community can get together because, you know, we would be really surprised of how many people within the community that would be willing to back up. There's your neighborhood drug stores. There's your neighborhood grocery stores. You know, because the people in the neighborhood are looking to stay safe, safe. And if it means helping you know, with some kind of building with something to help structure the young, your younger kids, then they're all willing for you know willing to do it. But we got to be able to present those things to them, and we can't continue to let the things that go on be somebody else's problem. We got to be more involved and make the things go on. Where we can come up with solutions. And Joyce made, you know, that was a great idea as far as doing something on our own, you know, starting something. What's wrong with us as individuals, you know, starting something or going in a group and starting something? We don't have to wait on the state. We don't have to wait on the government to do these things. And we can go out in our neighborhood and out within our community and start. Getting those to come in, and I'm, you know, and I'm really saying that our, your community would really, really rally around because they're looking for safety.
6: And I, and I want you all to know, even though I want tough punishment for those who are perpetrators or the people who are these parasites that are playing on older people, I want there to be programs. Uh to help the pe- the person who's just about to make the mistake stay on the right path, but see that's what I'm saying we don't need no walls stuck in no ground somewhere trying to keep drugs out uh that are gonna get in anyway. We need those that that money in these neighborhoods saving the lives of young people and keeping them from being criminals in the first place, but I don't have a problem with um Three times in life, or uh, you know, uh, you becoming an habitual criminal and be charged extra. Because as long as you know, and we're teaching that to you, and you taking it to the schools and letting them know, if I tell you what your punishment is going to be ahead of time, then that's a choice. Now, if I do, if I treat you uh, har- uh, harshly and I never told you your consequences, then that's a trick. But as long as I tell you ahead of time what you're facing and I give you some assistance uh, not to do these things, <laughs> then I'm helping you. You know, when I was at the jail, it's an, inc- it's an incredible amount of assistance uh, being reached out to some of these people. As soon as you got out of jail, you can get worth of food stamps. That's the system (laughs) trying to say, hey, we know you ain't got no job. Look, we'll try to get you some food while you find a job. So there are parts of the system that try to be humane to some of these people. But we, at the same time, need to work harder at trying to put our resources to help these kids but hold them accountable when they step out
4: of line, Joyce. Oh well, you're right.
6: Uh, we need more more
4: programs, more community programs. I would like to see uh, a community curfew. Uh, believe it or not, um, my thing is doing it during the, the weekdays. That hey, our young people need to be in, in in the home at a certain time, and you know that will keep a lot of the 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 all the. the things that are happening out there, uh, right, and that is happening that shouldn't be happening. But if you put a curfew, a community curfew on these kids, hey, if you're in the street at a certain time and you don't need to be there and you're not in your home, your butt needs to go get locked up somewhere. And they should have working programs for these kids. No, Not be sitting in no place in no jail all day with the other kids because they ain't doing them but putting their ideas together of how each one of them going to be slicker than the other person, but put their butt to work and you make them work for free, that's what they don't like anyway. So once you start Mm -hmm. making them, you take all those things that they're so used to, all their cell phones and all their headpieces and all this, no television, no nothing, but make their butt work from day in to day out, uh, a work curfew. And they do have some of those programs here in Arizona for these young people. So our communities, we can start out by meeting together, putting a curfew on our kids. This is our community. This is where where you need to be at a certain time. And if you're not here at a certain time, you're out of place, and that opens you up for danger. So we got to start teaching our young people and how valuable their life is. I think a lot of them have no idea as to how valuable life and how it can be taken away from you in a split second. That's what they need to learn. They need to visit some of these hospitals, too, and see some of these people in critical condition. And this way they may value their life so much more and other people where they won't want to do certain things. You know, you got some of these kids are so sick, and some people, these elderly people are so sick in the hospital, and they don't have a clue. Our young people need to start visiting so they can start being aware, so they'll know how valuable life is. That's what I think needs to be done. And then our church needs to start getting more involved with our young people. When I was growing up, we had we had programs for our young people. I liked to be in the choir. They had all activities. I loved to be there because they gave us milk and cookies at the end, you know. So, you know, it was just pleasure. Now, what are we going to take to even draw them back to the church? It's ridiculous. They, we need to cut off the cell phone. It's so much we need to do. I mean, uh, but we got to start within the household first, and then from the household to the community. So we got to start talking to our neighbors. We got to start finding out where their heads are. Hopefully, they, we share the same ideas, and then this way we can get somewhere, you see. But not knowing who live on the left side of you or the right side of you and not talking to the person in front of you, that's not going to do it, you know. And <laughs> our young people are looking. Our young people are looking at us, you see. So we I got sure to live are. by example also. I sure. And, um,
6: you know, uh, Reverend Siv, it is just hard for me to understand you know, when you you know, you know one time before we talked about some of these people are just stupid. And uh when I say stuff like that is because when I worked at the jail and were trying to teach these of uh, my students and and talk to them, they would get in groups and they would talk themselves into stuff that don't make no sense. Like me and you mm-hmm. know that there is a small minimum of people who walk around with large amounts of money in their pockets. Most people got $20 or $30 in their pocket, and that's all they got. You know, but I had a group of young men that I knew uh, who were locked up in jail. Four or five of them decided they were going to go to a warehouse where these people worked throughout the night, and they were going to rob the warehouse. And I asked them, I said, now, you're going to go rob a place that already don't lock their money up for the evening. Probably we, you don't even know if they got money like that, uh, or what kind of warehouse it is, and how do they transact their business. And you're going to rob the people in the warehouse, four or five people that are in the warehouse, and it's four or five of y'all. Now, how much money are y'all going to really split if y'all do successfully get away with the robbery? And that's a mm-hmm. lot of go do robberies that don't net them nothing but maybe 50 cents or $100 or some stupid amount. And they, and they don't even understand how to calculate and and do anything with any any a real ability, and they always getting caught with silly stuff. You know, uh, I remember the boy yeah. in Daytona. I remember the boy in Daytona. He don't stole stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. Stole stuff out of the hotel. So him and the white girl, they on a high speed chase now because they don't stole something from the hotel out of the hotel room. Mm-hmm. Then when they get out of the hotel room, uh, he shoots a female officer. Okay? Mm-hmm. So now what in the world did you steal that was valuable enough for you to shoot an officer? Now, had you just pulled over, you would have got maybe three or four years for stealing whatever you stole out of the hotel. Now you don't shot the officer, you finna to get life. And the little white girl you got in the car with you, she gonna flip on you, cause she ain't wanting to go to jail. <laughs> That's
3: what they do. <laughs> That's what they do. <laughs> and, it's, and sometimes I laugh at it myself, cause I tell the guys a lot of times. I say, these little white girls y'all running around with here, I say, they're the one telling on you. That's why you're going to jail, okay? They're, and and when they when they get when they get stopped. Uh, when they get, uh, get pulled over Or whatever happens They're not going to um, uh, Put them in the same uh, Place that they put you at They take that girl to a Different area and they, they Get all the information they need Out of that girl because they're going to treat her Like she's a person They're going to treat you like a dog And I try Go ahead I tried I go to get this
6: the... Go ahead and finish.
3: Okay, I try to get this over to a lot of young men, and I don't say don't don't. You do what you want to do with your love life and all that, but don't think that these these white cops out there or uh, these white girls are not going to turn on you in an instant because they are going to get them, and and I've seen it right there next to my church, right next to my church. I told this guy, I said, why are you doing this? Your father is a deacon in the church. You're doing all of these silly things out here. You're going to be in jail. And you hang got all these white girls and boys hanging around your house here. Oh, Pastor, I got, you know, I, I got this. I'm going to be all right. Next thing you know, they were pulling a raid on the house. Pulling a raid on the house. And he's going to jail for five years. And where are the little white girls and the white boys? Them boys, they're, they're walking the street right off. Right out there walking the street, I said. I wrote him, and I told him. He wrote me, and then his parents. He wrote his parents and told his parents to tell me to write. And I told him, I said, "You're the fool. You're the fool." Well, but we got so many of our kids, and Joyce has so many good ideas in her in her talk. I, I agree with them. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Joyce, we have a. Nationwide organization who ain't doing a god blasted thing, but the minute something like this Come up they're gonna stick their their nose in it okay there's two organizations out there when you start talking about curfews and stuff like that all that and you got the NAACP and the ACLU Blah blah blah, But at the same time, their kids are not out there getting killed or going to jail. And they're not out there watching these uh, older people and younger people getting killed. But they got so much to say while they sit in their big shot headquarters and stuff and, 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 and don't do a darn thing until something like this comes up. You know, so we got we got we've got to take control. We had control before integration. I don't care what nobody say. I'm sorry. We had control of our kids. We had control. We really did. Yes, I don't we care did. About yes. Ones. yes, we did. I don't care about going yes, back all black schools myself because we had a lot of black men and who kept those young black boys like myself on the right and straight and narrow. Or they told exactly. you behind us. Okay? Yeah.
4: okay? But and we, now, and we had, and we had teachers to tell them that they can be something in life. You're gonna be somebody every day, you know, whether they do so exactly. or not. The teachers would put it in their head. These teachers ain't put nothing in these kids' heads now, because they don't no. care. But every day we had a teacher that and, – and, and most of the, the people that are movie stars and people that have made it, they'll tell you right now they go back to a teacher, and that's a black teacher yep. who have done something for yeah. them, uh, you know. So yeah. we, we had everything. We had our own beauty shop. We had our own grocery stores, our pharmacy. Every we part. had it all. Every but we were so, so busy wanting to give it up to be like them for what? Now they want to be like us. You know, they took Plenty. our dances. You know, used to be when we was dancing and and, uh, doing the booty dancing, the whole bit. They used to call us hoish, and the whole bit, black women. You know what I mean? Big black booty, big booties, big lips, and the whole bit. And now they go pay millions of dollars for to look like (laughs) us. That's true. Unreal, isn't it? We lost who we are as far as the identity. We need to take our identity back. That's what needs to be done. We need that.
3: That's what we. That's what we need to do. We need to go back. All right, we're gonna take.
6: we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and continue our conversation.
3: Praise God. Thank you, Kathy. I mean, uh, Joyce. God bless.
0: Yeah.
4: You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here,
0: it makes me want to...
6: That's the Thought by James T. DeShay. There are times when happenstance creates life-changing opportunities. It is important to keep your eyes and ears open to those moments so you can grasp the golden ring as it passes by. Don't allow your past to create doubt of the possibility of a new roadway to success. The magic in life keeps the universe open to changes In direction in everyone's life no one has a market on what is required to make life worth living we all have to obtain a focus and work toward the dream each day gives us a 24-hour reset evaluate the day before and determine if the same steps should be repeated just fully understand that our Creator does not have favorites the universe is prepared to favor the efforts we all make daily my steps can't be rewarded any more than anyone else's just believe that you deserve to have your dreams come true this is James T. Deshaies the host of thoughts love and Reflections, brought to you seven days a week Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern time 3 o'clock West Coast time Saturday and Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 o'clock West Coast Time. Please call in to 657-383-0309 so your voice can be heard loud and clear. Please. You know, at some point in time, we have to recognize uh, that we have to have the carrot and the stick. And if the stick is too weak, It encourages people to do bad things. And, you know, you have to be willing to use the stick and the carrot. And we have to have the carrot to show the real-life situations that these people can obtain if they're willing to stay on the straight and narrow. So, uh, Cheryl, we have to be willing to show our children both sides of the coin and not be so afraid to show them what is really behind the prison wall if they don't want to live up to uh their abilities.
4: You know, we you're so true when you say that, um because sometimes you know, and a lot of times just being soft on a um a child is not good enough. And I know, you know, the way You um, instill things in a child Depends on each child individually Some children will get it Some children, like me Who was real scared to do anything You didn't have to tell me Over and over again But some of them You have to tell over and over again And then you have those Who you can't tell nothing to And they feel like They have to experience for theirself, but giving them the heads up and letting them know what they actually going to get their self involved in is, you know, a good way to give them awakening. And even if you can um, create a situation that allows them to see firsthand or to feel it firsthand, you know, if this happens, this is the these are the consequences. So, you know, we have to all we have to continue to be on our toes, we have to continue thinking, you know, and when we became parents, you know, we took on a huge responsibility. You know, this was nothing that um just having children just meant having company in the household uh, where some people, you know, had children because They had a need to feel. They needed to be loved. And they felt that they had someone of their own if they had a child. It comes with a major, major responsibility. And it does not even take just the parent. You know, we go back and keep saying going back. It takes a village to raise a child because a parent and even a two-parent household can't do it all, you know, by themselves. We need the eyes and the ears of other, you know, people that's out there. So that's the reason why, you know, we've come, we've drawn so far apart as individuals where we have to start to find our way back, find our way back where we are supporters to one another. And I understand, you know, a lot of times people say, well, I don't want to get involved or I don't want to say nothing. But, you know, there's um, hotlines where you don't have to, Identify who you are to you know to um to give tips or to give information and let them take the lead from that information, so you know there's so much that we can be doing you know instead of taking our pastimes instead of being in you know the television instead of being into the computers whatever um electronics that there is. You know, we got to go back to the basics and start being a part of each other's lives. And we are our brother's keeper. You know, whether we want to believe it or not, we really are. Because when a situation comes about with us, we want somebody to tell. We want somebody to be there. And it has been a benefit with the um, cell phones and the recordings because it has caught a lot of things and helped with the exposure that's going on right now, you know, to bring things to the forefront where we can actually see and stop saying over and over this is what's going on and people are not believing or the right people are not believing because we can believe each other. But if the people that matter that can do something about it is not believing, then the things just keep on happening. But with the recording and the cell phone, it has been a benefit in you know more areas than we can even begin to explain.
6: Uh, Dee, let, uh, let me give you an opportunity uh, to share what your thoughts are. There's been so much said uh, right now. Uh, what are your thoughts related to uh, the carrot and the stick, and being willing and prepared uh, to uh, punish those that continue to prey on civilization. Okay. Well, thank you, Jane for that. Um, you know,
1: uh, one thing that I think that we as adults need to put a lot of stock in, especially when we've been around long enough to uh, validate what I'm about to say, uh, we as adults have to put have to start putting more stock into reading between the lines. And my point is, you know, had it not been for this Donald Trump presidency, uh, we would not we would not even come to realize the urgency that we need now to put forth an effort to make some correction in our own community. Because for far as too long we have been, you know. Even Noticed it, but it wasn't until we got slapped in the face with this new generational um, of, of differences of opinion and, and, and politics and religion that mm-hmm. we, we couldn't realize now that we we are two different Jesuses. Uh, we, are, uh, we are two types of Christians. That's a realization now. And so and uh Pastor Smith said, you know, i I I'm not really worried about their community. It's my community. Is is where the work needs to be done. And um and so reading between the lines, you know, um, I have said this before and people look at me like I was crazy. But I'm gonna say it again today. Um, uh, you know, we we had a better mindset
6: collectively
1: when we when we was Negroes. Because we knew where it was where we was trying to go, and we knew what it took to get there. Our neighborhood watched out for one another, uh, like, like like you all have, you have seen, said. Uh, uh, the teachers in our school cared about what we what we looked like, and what we were trying to do, and how we appeared to other people. Uh, uh, you know, as being a person uh, of uh, respect and things of that of that nature. So, and also, you know, looking back, looking back. In the past, when we used to see the Muslim brothers going through our neighborhood and telling us, trying to tell us what it was that we was in for, how we was too Americanized, and we didn't want to hear it, well, sure enough, the same America has come back and slapped us in the face. I'm just saying. So, uh, yeah, the work that needs to be done is in our own community, and uh, I am very happy and very pleased to see that we are on the page that we are on and in, in in the home is where it started. I remember one time when my oldest son uh, got a bad report of uh, talking back to his teacher. And uh, when I got uh, when I got wind of that news, uh, I kindly wrote a, wrote a note on a piece of paper. I talked back to my my teacher, and I pinned it to the back of his shirt. And we went outside throughout the neighborhood picking up trash. And all my neighbors saw that. And they looked at me like I was real strange. But the point of the matter is I was taking charge. And, and, uh, and in, in that, um, I have saved him a lot of anguish as, as far as uh, he, he's a good kid. He's nothing like the kid that I was. And and I'm
6: real proud about that. So thank you, James, for
1: letting me share that. Thank
6: you. Uh, you know, it's important that we recognize that the value of our kids is so important that we have to be willing to do some things that are outside the box to save them. Um, Reverend Smith, just like, you know, parents ought to be paying attention to what their kids are bringing into their house or the kind of money they got in their pocket and watching and seeing if they're doing something that they they ought to know how much money their kids should be having and whether or not something is too expensive. For them to have in their house and controlling the kind of things that are going on in and out of their house.
3: Uh, I agree with you one hundred percent, Jane. We should. Uh, I did when I was uh, when I was raising my kids. Uh, you know, I want, you. You let me know what was going on because you you're under my roof. You're not under your own roof. You're when you feel like you want to do what you want to do. You you go out there and you get your own apartment or your own home. You buy your own groceries. You buy your own food. Everything else, you know. So, uh, I, I like that uh, analogy that um, uh, uh, D put forward when he was talking about pinning that. A lot of people pinning that uh, sign to his son's back. A lot of people would think that that's harsh. That's not harsh. That's what we ought to, in order to get his son to realize the stupidity of what he was doing. You know, he did that for his, and now look at his son. We are so caught up in the white man ways, but the white man ways have not benefited us. And that's what he was saying. It has not benefited, and it will never benefit us because they don't want it and never intended it to benefit us. Amen. It's just that they, they have to tolerate us They have to put up put up with us And I don't know about the rest of you But I believe you do I make them respect me Whether they want to or not You're not going to just walk over me at all and, and I know I'm a child of God And that's a sure fact
0: And I don't worry about that
3: But I'm also a child of God That it was made in God's own image And, and they're not going to walk all over me and tell me how to do something that I saw that was working over here And you tell me it's not going to work over here Come on, that's what we've done The thing that was working for us in our lives We have allowed them to destroy those things of our lives So that they can know, now have control And Dee Je- and was right We are not reading between the lines we must start reading. When we see something cut, say, well, what? don't look at it cynically. Don't look at nothing cynical until you find out the realism of it. But look at mm-hmm. it and say, now, what is the ups and downs of this program? What are the ups and downs of this thing that's going on here? And that's that's where we are missing the boat. We are missing the boat. Like, like Dee said, we are not reading the actual words that are being spoken, that's being put in subliminal messages. That's just like the iPhone. They're, all these telephones got subliminal messages. So that's why we can't put them down a lot of times. So we've got to take back our children. I, how, we we uh, don't think it's now. I just don't think it's possible
6: right now. Joyce, what is your final thought for this evening?
4: Well, my final thought is that we have to just take back our identity. We got to know who we are, what we're all about, and where we're going. In order for you to know where you're going, you got to know where you come from. So we got to go back all to right. our foundation. And once we can build on our foundation and look ourselves in the mirror and feel good about our reflection as to what we see, we definitely will be on the right track. Yeah, right. Thank you. All right.
6: That's right, uh, Cheryl, your final thought for this evening?
4: I'm in such agreement with Joyce just um finished saying that we do you know there's so many things that was mentioned um tonight that we can start implementing, and um, like I always say, whatever we do, we always can do more.
6: All right, Amen. Uh, D, your final thought for this evening.
1: Not too much, man. It's all been said. I love y'all, man, and thank thank you, James, for bringing it to the forefront. Appreciate you. All
6: right, Reverend Smith, your final thought this evening.
3: Like D said, and like George said, and like Cheryl said, it's all been said, uh, James. And I thank God for you for bringing it out and. So that we could talk about it, and I thank God for being able to be here tonight. When I missed a couple of nights before, but this is a good topic, and if more discussion need to be done on this topic, uh, that maybe we can come up with something that we can start doing from
6: where we are. Yeah, it is so important that we 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 got to remember that we can't continue to let our children just run rampant. Uh, they have to be somehow put in check so that we can salvage uh, the treasure that's within them. And But it, it just seems like we're going to have to really uh, be willing, again, to use the, uh, the hammer and the carrot uh, to get it over to them. Uh, I want to thank you all for you all's continued support. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, We're all seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voices can be heard loud and clear without interference. Talk to you guys tomorrow. God
2: We got it together, didn't we? definitely got our thing together, don't we? Isn't that nice? I mean, really, when you really sit and think about it, isn't it really, really nice? I can easily feel myself slipping slipping more and more ways. That super world of my own.